Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Bring out the Zamboni! It's time for Curbside with the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber. Brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi Electric Elite Contractor. Andy Carricker and Chris Kerber joins us now. Curbs, during that break, I got a spam call on my phone <laughs> and uh, I answered it and uh, I said, is this spam? And uh, the guy never stopped talking, so I hung up on him and blocked the call. Do you ever get spam calls on your phone? Dude, it drives me nuts. Get them all the time. Get them all the time. And then sometimes it is fun to mess with. If, if they do, if you do get them and they actually do reply to you, every now and then if you answer one and, and, you, and you just start messing with them and start asking them weird questions, you know, like what? What you called me? I thought you just wanted to talk. <laughs> yeah, one of the things I like to do is if the caller ID says "spam likely," I always like to answer by saying, "Hey, spam, what's up?" <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you the one that gets you. The one that gets you the the amount of spam email. Oh man! Holy oh, moly! Yes. Like I, I got five hundred you know, emails like, like over the weekend. I got five hundred emails to my work account. Like, like I'd, I'd like the government to do me a favor. Forget about the border and just fix spam email. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> build, build a wall against spam email. <laughs> yeah. I'm for this. I'll vote for that. <laughs> you know, you know, or, or how about this? I was thinking about this one over the weekend with the amount of spam email that was coming in. How about this? Make the law so that we have to opt in. Like, if we actually care about privacy, Right. This one's actually might not be a joke. This one's actually if we actually care about privacy. How about with apps and email? You have to opt in for companies to be able to get your data, not opt out. I like that idea a lot. I think that's a great idea. Ooh, I do like, like that. Like a lot. If you really care about privacy, that's the way it should be. You should be able to opt in rather than you have to read through everything to opt out. Curbs for president. I'll vote for you, Curbs, especially if that's what your stance is on. <laughs> you you got my vote because I get so many spam emails. Well, Curbs, I want to ask you about this past weekend, NHL All-Star Weekend. Of course, Robert Thomas, the Blues representative there. What did you think of the weekend and Robert Thomas? Well, I, th- I think he had a good time. I think it was a good showing for him. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that next year they're not doing an All-Star game and they're doing the Four Nations Tournament. Uh, and I'm also glad that over the weekend they announced that uh, – you know, that, that the, the NHL players will be going back to the Olympics for 26 and for 30. So I, I think that that's, that's good stuff. But the, the challenge for me, if I'm, you know, just being bluntly honest with it, is the, when you bring the players that you bring to the All-Star game, which is in so many ways the best of the best, and I do, yes, I understand that some players are left off it, right? Uh, the you you don't really in the all star game part of it you don't really get to see the true skill and speed of these guys and what the game is about and and you have to accept that i mean it it, it is an exhibition right and that's why i think the skills competition to to me is is more interesting than the game itself it, j- just because the game itself doesn't and and it's not the 3 on 3 people would say the 3 on 3 isn't hockey no 3 on 3 could be hockey i mean a 4 on 3 could be hockey 3 on 3 could be hockey right mm-hmm. and uh so you know, and and I don't mind it with with you know we see three on three in overtime, which is isn't a bad thing. I don't I don't mind it. I don't mind it. It's just 
you don't you've got to defend in the game a little bit and stuff. So I I don't know that it's a great representation of just how skilled these guys are. And by the way, by the way, if you're a gambler, okay, <laughs> if you didn't pick if you didn't pick Austin Matthews to to be the MVP of the All Star game a week before the All Star game, you missed out on a huge opportunity. Yeah, right, no doubt. Uh, Curbs, the Blues coming up will, uh, after Winnipeg, they'll play Buffalo, and uh, later on they'll get the Canadians too. Uh, we're, we're obviously spoiled hockey fans. We've, we've had a lot of success to watch here in St. Louis. Buffalo, Montreal, Winnipeg coming up on the road. Why do you think it is that franchises like Buffalo, and especially Montreal, just can't get it right? That's it, man. It, I, I think this is one of the fascinating... I think this is one of the fascinating topics in sports, Randy. And you could... You can see you can throw in the Kansas City Royals, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Mm-hmm. You know you you could throw in you can throw in NFL franchises in there. You know Detroit for the longest of time. Our right? Cardinals until this year. The Cardinals agree one. You know and and yeah, every now and then and hell for that matter, let's just throw in the Cubs. Yep. You know you know because I mean yeah they got their one and then they went right back to being the Cubs. So you know to, to me, I, it comes down to a couple things. Number one, a team like Buffalo. Right, now they had a young general manager and a good guy, uh, 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 and Kevin Adams. Right, mm-hmm. but but I don't know that they they put the budget in place for him to surround himself with even more people. Look at how many quality people that Doug Armstrong has surrounded himself with. I mean, even guys like Tim Taylor has been with the team twelve or thirteen years. Dave Taylor, Peter Shirelli, right? I mean, you you got to surround yourself with more. It, it takes a lot to do that. That's that's number one. But number two. The, the consistent thing that you can see, and I'll go with the Edmonton Oilers prior to uh, the, the current run that they're on. We'll go the Montreal Canadiens, the Buffalo Sabres, and these other t- franchises like this. They haven't surrounded the young draft picks with veteran players. Mm-hmm. And you can't win. David Perron said, so David Perron has spent a little bit of time in Edmonton, right? And then when he came back to St. Louis, we were talking to him before the Blues played the Edmonton Oilers. And and this is something to, to keep in mind. He goes, you know, he goes. The problem that the one of the problems the Edmonton Oilers have is when you're so top heavy with Drysital and McDavid. And he didn't mean top heavy in terms of money being spent, right? Which just handcuffed a team like the Toronto Maple Leafs. He talked about just the amount of ice time. He goes, when you're constantly going to those guys, nobody else on the team is getting ice time in certain times. That's learning how to play in certain situations. So all these other young players like. You're not going out with two minutes on the power play. You're going out with 30 seconds. You're not going out there in the final couple minutes of a game. And he goes, and it really slowed the development down of some of those other players in Edmonton. So there are factors like that that keep these teams down. And then finally, and let's look at the Columbus Blue Jackets, mm-hmm. right, who the Blues just, just played and unfortunately lost to. 23 years in the league, they've made the playoffs six times, been past the first round once. And if you go back and you look at their drafting since day one in the league, since day one, you can make a case that they've only drafted four impactful players in the first round in 23 years. Wow. And by impactful players, I originally, when I went down that rabbit hole, I looked at it, Randy, and I said, hey, I go, let's say, let's say 200 games. And I had to mump it up to like 300 games for the franchise. So even though they originally drafted like a, a Jacob Borachek, uh, they, they, they traded him before he was an impactful player. So you're looking, you're looking at Rostislav Klesla. You're looking at their first overall pick in Rick Nash in their second year, right? And then the other two were Wenberg and uh, oh, the other one that's not playing for Seattle. So 
drafting is a key part of this. I, I love the topic, as you can tell. Drafting well, is a key and then how you develop it. I, I think it's it's amazing how franchises can't get it right for decades. And let's spend 30 seconds here going back to the staff, because when Yarmo left here, we all thought, okay, Yarmo's going to do a great job, and they're going to be built up like the, the Blues were here, because Yarmo drafted so many impactful guys. But it goes back to the staff, right, and the scouts and the, the other people, the ancillary people that you need to have a program rather than just a, a guy drafting players. Yarmo's ability to read the draft and do it was excellent. The Blues eventually won a Stanley Cup because of what Yarmo did. And, mm-hmm. and yes, it was even drafting the players that weren't here any longer, like Oshie and Backus and those guys. Now, the difference is, though, with him running his own show, he's been in Columbus now for 10 years, all right? And the players that they have drafted recently in the last couple of years are going to change that narrative that I just mentioned. You know, eventually when the Sillinger comes along for Adam Fantilli, who was out, you know, injured prior to playing against the Blues in the last game. So they, they do have some good players coming. But the difference is, is then when you're running your own show, they made some moves, right? Well, we're going to try and speed some things up. So they went out and they got Artemi Panarin. Mm-hmm. And then Artemi Panarin didn't want to stay. They major made that, that you know, and then they, they, they've they had other players. that You make the move, you know, you draft you draft a Pierre-Luc Dubois. It doesn't quite work. You trade him for Patrick Liney. Liney's a good player, but hasn't been consistent for him. You know, Johnny Gaudreau has not been good as a free agent signing for them just yet. There are things like that where it's been hard. And then, of course, the uh, the, the the fiasco with the head coaching situation at the beginning of this year yeah. was catastrophic for them. So um, they haven't helped themselves with other decisions, but it's taken a while for, uh, I, I think, you, you know, it, it's going to be another couple of years before you see Armo's drafting impact with the Columbus Blue Jackets. But you're right. It, it is more than that. It, it, it takes – it takes that kind of boy. It takes longevity and loyalty, and 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 and, and some real shrewdness to, to to do this. But you've seen the L.A. Kings become prominent again, although they have faltered of late and fired a coach. You you so the go look at what the Boston Bruins did after make it, winning the Cup in eleven, going back to the final in thirteen, right? Made the playoffs in fourteen, and then missed the playoffs for two years. And look at the two drafts they did, and then they came back to prominence because of the core. I, I think. I think what the Boston Bruins did is something that is similar to what the St. Louis Blues are trying to accomplish. Curbs, the trade deadline is coming up in March, and I know that these next couple of weeks will really dictate what Doug Armstrong decides to do. But I just keep seeing over and over again, of course, a lot of these blogs and just kind of the rumor mills, they just put names out there, players that they would like to see moved, go to certain teams, different things like that. But I keep seeing Colton Pareko's name around. Now, I know he has no trade clause, so that would have to be something in play. But do you see any reason or scenario where the Blues would trade Colton Pareko? No, what I'd recommend is those are the blogs we stop reading. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I actually, I, I, I don't. I, I cannot imagine. Okay, and I, I'm going to go back to what we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. If you are serious as an organization about making this turnaround, this retooling, a quick one. And look, you've got 33 games to go and you're sitting in a playoff spot. When the Blues play on Friday against Buffalo, Buffalo will have played one game. Buffalo plays tomorrow, right? But the Blues will still be in the playoff spot because L.A., St. Louis, Nashville, Seattle, none of those teams play until Friday. You've got 33 games to go, and then you've got 14 games prior to the trade deadline. The moment you trade a six foot six defenseman that can skate, that can dominate, that can defend, that can play every single minute at even strength against the other team's top lines and do it well, and you're seeing it again this year, 
That's the moment you're looking for that. And you know the one listen, the one thing the Blues do not have, especially now that you're seeing Kessel up here playing, they don't have uh, to go three amigos here. They don't have a plethora of defensemen, right? That that are, you know, waiting to knock on the door and come in. And it takes a while to develop defensemen. Mm-hmm. It takes it takes six, seven, eight, nine years for a defenseman to really be the dominant force. Yeah, you've got your outliers in there, okay? And don't forget Pareko was still dominant and won a Stanley Cup in year four, right? So, no, I, I, there are a couple guys in my book that if you are serious about making this turnaround a fairly quick one that are untouchable, he's one of them. Jordan Bennington's another one of them. I can't imagine what that package would have to look like, you know, to, to, to make a deal for him along those kind of lines. And you look, you, there's 14 games to go before the trade deadline. Doug Armstrong is in a difficult spot in terms of, I think he knows where his team is at right now. You look at the moves that the other teams have made, like Vancouver getting Lynn home. You've got Monaghan going to Winnipeg. Teams are loading up on the top end. What does that mean? That's going to keep Doug, and we know he can be very realistic in his approach. But at the same time, there's still value in young players playing meaningful games in late March and April. There's value in playoffs for the young games. So there's some UFAs the Blues have that I would expect them to take calls on and potentially move no matter what because I don't know that they're part of the the future of this organization. But having said that, there's still a lot of important hockey to play here. And that, that, that big number 55 to me, if you're asking me right now, no, he isn't going anywhere. I 100% agree with you. I think that he's part of your core that is untouchable. Curbs, well, always yeah. great to have you with us. Thank you, sir. Are you enjoying this uh, little respite from doing games? I guess it's not a, an overall respite because we, you told us last week you were going to be busy, but are, uh, what yeah. about the trips? Has the travel been good and has the respite from doing games been fun? No, it's been it's been fantastic. Uh, saw Gracie, spent a couple days down in Louisville. Um, you know, learned a little bit more about some bourbons on, during some downtime while she good, was in good. classes. So that is that is good. That's a fun hobby. And, uh, and, you know, the stuff I do with Randall's is important there, too. So, And then uh, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to tomorrow, Randy. You know, college visits with your kids, as you as you can attest to, they're, yeah, they're educational, they're learning, but, it, man, when you get to see your kids' minds expand and the eyes open, and sometimes those college visits are just fantastic, just individual time with the kids. So we, we're going to go check out UNKC uh, tomorrow, actually and Wednesday with Gabby, and um, I'm looking very forward to that. It's been a great break. Have fun, Curbs. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you later. All right, guys. Have a great week. You too. That's Chris Kerber, the voice of the Blues here on 101 ESPN.